Faith, Hope and Love, episode 149, the fifth Sunday of Lent, Year C. Our Lenten journey is swiftly coming to an end as we gather today for this fifth Sunday of Lent. Today in the readings we hear again about God's mercy. God desires mercy, not sacrifice. God wants our internal heart to match our external actions. And if we fall, if we fail, God wants to give us his mercy to lift us up and put us back on the right path. For he loves us as his beloved children. The gospel this weekend is truly horrific. And there's so many things going wrong in so many different ways. Our Lord must have been stunned by the hard-heartedness of people who are using God's law for no other purpose but to trap Jesus and not out of any interest for the welfare of God's beloved children. God has only our interests at heart. God is filled with love for us and for that we're grateful. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Give me justice, O God, and plead my cause against a nation that is faithless. From the deceitful and cunning rescue me, for you, O God, are my strength. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. By your help we beseech you, Lord our God. May we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 16 to 21. Thus says the Lord, who makes the way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. 
They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honour me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. The Word of the Lord The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, on our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us! Indeed we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Chapter 3, verses 8 to 14. Brothers and sisters, I regard everything as loss, because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this is one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Return to me with all your heart, says the Lord, for I am gracious and merciful. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. 
chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and making her stand before the people, they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test Jesus, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When the scribes and the Pharisees kept on questioning him, Jesus straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again Jesus bent down and wrote on the ground. When the scribes and the Pharisees heard what Jesus had said, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin again. The Gospel of the Lord There's a beautiful little theme that runs through the readings this weekend and I find it delightful. There's no need to recall the past. The blessings of God are not all in the past. God is doing something new in this time and in this place. And St. Paul picks up this thread again and he says, I forget the past and I strain ahead for what is to come. God is still at work in our lives here and now. God wants us to look forward, not to dwell on the past and certainly not to be held back by past sins and mistakes. And that's wonderful news. I came across a rather relevant story about a soldier in Napoleon's army during time of war. It's mentioned in Dennis McBride, who is a redemptorist priest, in his book called Seasons of the Word. Very nice book. He says, the story is told of a young French soldier who deserted Napoleon's army, but who within a matter of hours was caught by his own troops. To discourage soldiers from abandoning their posts, the penalty for desertion was death. The young soldier's mother heard what had happened and went to plead with Napoleon to spare the life of her son. Napoleon heard her plea, but pointed out, that because of the serious nature of the crime her son had committed, he clearly did not deserve mercy. The mother quickly replies, I know he doesn't deserve mercy. It wouldn't be mercy if he deserved it. That's the point about mercy. No one deserves it. Everyone deserves true justice. Mercy, on the other hand, is sheer gift. Mercy cancels out wrongs and transgressions. Not because of a sparkling defence, or because of excusing causes, skillfully argued, but because it's a free response of the person who is grieved. Mercy does not suggest that the guilty are not guilty. It recognises the guilt, but does not demand satisfaction for the wrong. In all this, mercy reflects the utter graciousness of the one who has been wronged. 
And as I've said before, thanks be to God for his mercy, for all of us have sinned. All of us, in some ways, have offended God and fallen short. Thank goodness that God is merciful and does not just treat us as we deserve. This weekend's Gospel is surely one of the most beautiful, as well as shocking, Gospels in all of the Scriptures. It's as if this one account of how Jesus actually treated this woman gives a clear picture of the whole meaning of the Gospel and the way God approaches us in our sins and weaknesses. There's no doubt or no argument about the law at the time of our Lord, God's law, the law of Moses, and what it dictated as a penalty for the type of sin alleged in today's Gospel. Jesus, however, puts the whole relationship of sin and punishment into a new light, mercy and compassion. In God's eyes, it's never just about the law and justice, and how we've acted in relation to that. Our Lord time and time again has reminded us that we are whole human beings and that Christ calls us to a fullness, a wholeness of spirit. So we do not do ourselves much good if we only focus on actions or even sins unless we can see the bigger picture of who we are as humans created by God in love to live according to God's plan for us. It's therefore also about God's love and mercy, God's compassion. I think many of us believe that we'd like to live out that mercy and compassion in our lives too. This Lent is a time to reflect on our own relationship with others. We no longer stone people for breaking religious laws, thank goodness, but sadly there are still places where this horrific penalty still applies. And let's face it, even without stoning of people, there are other ways of striking people down for their own mistakes, sins and weaknesses. We've probably all seen examples of where a person's sins or weaknesses have been thrown right back in their face by others, even in situations where the sin or weakness is actually not relevant at all to whatever is the present issue at hand. A person's fault and sins can be a powerful weapon used against them. It's all too tempting for people to use another's sins and faults against them for their own advantage. Lent is a time to reflect on our own calling to live as Christ lived, with love, compassion and mercy for everyone and for all creation. And that's a big challenge for us, big shoes to fill. Whenever we might be tempted to reject another person, we could benefit from thinking of this gospel passage and realise that we actually condemn ourselves if we reject others. This kind of thinking clearly does not condone the sin. Jesus is clear at the end of the gospel, go and from now on do not sin anymore. There's no sense that the sin involved here is being condoned, although we often rightly ask, where's the other party? Where's the man in this situation? This situation that, this predicament that Jesus has been put in is a trap for him from malicious minds who really don't care about the people involved. The woman is being brought forward for punishment, while the man is nowhere to be seen. In any case, the woman is herself a beloved and cherished daughter of God, 
and needs more than ever God's love and compassion and mercy at this time. Isn't it interesting that there's no one more compassionate, loving and gentle towards those who have fallen than truly holy people? Saints are often found amongst sinners and people on the margins, people who have been rejected for one reason or another, and their presence among them is loving, compassionate, gentle. True discipleship of Christ looks nothing at all like the self-righteous and scheming experts that our Lord is encountering in this Gospel. There is no one more judgmental, hypocritical, condemnatory and intolerant than this type of self-righteous phony. At first glance, the true disciple and these hypocrites can look a bit similar. But when we look closer, the actions and attitudes of these other people show them up for what they're really like, fakes and frauds. Jesus shows us the true response to people in their brokenness and sin whilst the self-righteous are unbending in their expectations, unforgiving in their demeanour, except of course when it comes to their own failings, and then they'll either deny them, or they'll say everyone should just move on quickly and get over it. Jesus rejects utterly this dreadful double standard. How many situations today reflect the need for clear moral thinking? In the Gospel, Jesus is not afraid to call a sin what it is. Yet a clear idea of what is right and wrong, and a clear sense of sin, in no way leads to the rejection of a person. Nor does anyone ever take delight in the sin and wrongdoing of other people. I have a little test that I often ask myself. If I can't say something with love, or in a constructive way, don't say it at all for it certainly won't do much good anyway. I can't say that I always follow my own advice, but I certainly want to. But it's a reminder of the message of this Gospel. There's more at stake than right and wrong, as important as that is. There's ultimately our relationship with the loving God, and our relationship with others who are all loved by God, as indeed we are. In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, we could even say that learning to speak clearly and yet with compassion and mercy is a way of announcing God's praise. If we look at the second reading from the letter to the Philippians, we can honestly say that we must keep our eyes on the goal, which is Christ and his way of living. Living as he did in every aspect of our lives, that's the goal. We will encounter a cost and certainly a fair degree of pain for trying to live as Christ lived, but it will transform us. Let us pray this weekend for a deepening of the gift of faith in our lives and the grace of being able to give witness to our faith by speaking the truths of our faith, but always with compassion, love and mercy. May God help us. We certainly need God's help and grace. May we hear and live the words of Jesus in our own lives. Neither do I condemn you. Go on your way in peace and sin no more.
I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Conscious of our sinfulness and our need to ask for forgiveness, let us turn to God in prayer. For all members of the Church, that we might be conscious of our baptismal call and be ministers of Christ's mercy and forgiveness. Lord, hear us. For those who are forced to earn their living through degrading means, that human dignity may be restored to them. Lord, hear us. For all who make our laws, that the legislation which they pass may protect the rights of all people. Let us pray for all who are victims of violence and hatred throughout the world, that God will give justice and peace to the world and respect for human dignity everywhere. Lord, hear us. For our community, that we may always welcome the sinner amongst us. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and consolation. Lord, hear us. For all the faithful departed, that they may live in union with God, with all their sins forgiven, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Almighty and eternal God, we ask you to listen to our prayers May we be prepared to celebrate the joy of Easter with minds and hearts renewed. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear us, Almighty God, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this sacrifice. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by your gracious gift each year, your faithful await the sacred Paschal feasts with the joy of minds made pure 
so that more eagerly intent on prayer and on the works of charity, and participating in the mysteries by which they have been reborn, they may be led to the fullness of grace that you bestow on your sons and daughters. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain, but if it dies it bears much fruit. Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ, in whose body and blood we have communion, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless, O Lord, your people, who long for the gift of your mercy, and grant that what at your prompting they desire, they may receive by your generous gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Lord, let your mercy be on us, as we place our trust in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you.